Marketing Espresso, making marketing as enjoyable, energizing, and digestible as your morning coffee. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Marketing Espresso. So grateful you have chosen to listen to this podcast. As always, if you haven't yet, rate, review, subscribe, leave me a note, say hi, tell me something you want me to talk about. I have mapped out a couple of subjects for this year and things that have been coming up in conversations for me, but it is always helpful if you get in touch. I actually genuinely want your feedback, so please don't feel shy in that regard. Get in touch with me. Today's episode is really different for Marketing Espresso and I'm excited because I always try to shake it up on you guys, but also I'm all about opening our minds up to other things that are going on in there and learning about other people's businesses. Me personally, I love doing that. Uh, But today I wanted to bring you someone that has to market her business in such a unique way because it's a business that, well, I'll let her tell you all about it, but I will give you a quick intro and I am talking about Nikki Shah. Nikki is the founder of My Muse. She has had quite the journey, which has led her to set up a social impact business that bridges the gap for employers and employees going through cancer, a life-altering illness, or a career journey. Nikki has a team of psychologists, oncologists, palliative care, legal, HR, and policy writers who develop co-design programs training and workshops for the likes of Lendlease and email, just to name a few. They provide them with proactive solutions for when this happens in their workforce and how to support the individual as well as the rest of the team or even the company. Nikki is unstoppable. Some people would see her life being full of tragedy, but she has turned every chapter so far into something that has become a truly amazing story. She has an energy and presence that stops anyone in their tracks. I can attest to this because I not only know Nikki professionally, I am also a friend of Nikki's and um, she is a dear friend of mine and I'm excited to bring her to the podcast today. I will let her tell you all about why this company has come to fruition and I'm excited for you guys to hear her journey but also hear about how she approaches marketing and it may just open your mind up to how you guys can look at your own marketing slightly differently. I hope you love this episode. As always, show notes, uh, Nikki's details are in the show notes and you can feel free to reach out to me and reach out to Nikki. Nikki. Hello. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. Now, our topic today is like, it's heavy, I feel. A little bit. Well, I feel like it probably is for you, but for me, it's an everyday thing. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and I feel like for the listeners, they're going to be like, wow, that, that probably is a bit heavy, especially like, you know, it's, but I think it's a really important topic mm. and I wanted to pick your brains about what it's like to market a business like yours. So firstly, I'm going to do something that I never really do with guests on this show. And that is actually get you to intro yourself and and what it is that My Muse does. Okay. So my name is Nikki. I'm the founder of My Muse and uh, I started My Muse about five and a half years ago now. The reason that I started My Muse was because I lost my late partner to cancer. uh, And during that time, I found that my employer really, really struggled to be able to support me because they just didn't know how. They'd not done it before. And I ended up leaving that company, you know, having that crazy moment after he passed away and was just like, there's more to life than this. And that ended up being my muse. So I started my muse and we go into businesses of all different sizes and train their leadership teams on how to be able to support cancer in the workplace. Mm and caregivers in the workplace. And it's just been, yeah, it's been a journey of every different kind. Uh, We do proactive and reactive training. So proactive is much more that we train organizations before the conversation comes about um, with everything from the legal implications to the psychological and physical impacts that cancer and treatment can have um, or for a caregiver. And 
then the reactive stuff as well. And I think that sometimes, especially in the marketing situation, it's it's the reactive and then kind of having that implant in somebody's brain that yeah. then can make them go, oh, yeah, that company that does this. So Yeah, because I think there's this real belief, and I know I've had it in my life, and to be honest, I probably still have it, which is ridiculous considering the fact that I, I've been, you know, had to deal with the loss of someone through cancer myself, you know, several times. Mm. And I think it's ridiculous because we still have this thought of, well, I know I do. Oh, that won't happen to me. Yeah. And it's kind of like even at a leadership level, you're not thinking about the the personal things, I guess, that are happening to the people in your team day to day. So it's really easy to just carry on and worry about work and forget that we're dealing with whole humans in front of us. And I think that's what I love about what you do because you are changing this in companies where like I know myself when I lost my dad, I was like, oh, here's your two days off. Yeah. And I think, you know, the oh, well, it won't happen to me is a conversation that needs to change in itself. Fully. Like the statistics are now one in two Australians are diagnosed with cancer in their lifetime. Mm. So even if you're not diagnosed yourself, you're going to know somebody yeah. that is, it's going to be a loved one. Um, there's only a very small handful of people that I know in my circle that have not had anybody that they know diagnosed. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've I've had my mum, my dad, uh, Mike, and plenty of other people, you know, yeah. a couple of my best friends and it, it does happen. And yeah. so we need to start having that conversation. And what we tend to tell uh, companies that, you know, we want to work with is think of where you were with mental health 10 years ago, yeah. such a taboo subject in the corporate space. And now it's, it's widely talked about. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of law, law firms even have in-house psychologists that you can that you can visit during the day. So we need to start having this conversation more. Yeah. And a lot of people shy away from it because they just think, well, what can I say that's going to make it any better? Like they've just been diagnosed with cancer, but there's so much that you can do. But it's the, you know, it it's making it a conversation yeah, from the start. And also a normal conversation. Like I love what you, your thoughts and like you and I talk, we, we, for, for a bit of background, we work together once a week. I love it. Um, so do I. I kind of, I think I drive you crazy and you just don't say <laughs> it, but um, unfortunately you get all the water cooler chat that I don't get every other day. But, and I think, you know, we talk about this often and we, I love the idea of we want to do for cancer, what mental health has had happen. And when I look at it from marketing perspective like you look at things like are you okay day and the absolute like when they started it was like oh my god are they actually are we having conversations about people having depression or you know having anxiety as if it's normal and it's like well yeah it is normal and also yeah it is normal that in your lifetime unfortunately you're going to at some point be touched by cancer whether it's you yourself or someone that you, you know, you love and, you, you know, your partner, your, your parents. And it is a really shit reality, but it is the reality. And I really love the work you're doing, breaking this down. And I think I can't wait to see what you do with your marketing. I'm Because I think, and it's really interesting, I think maybe there's something I'm putting into the universe where I'm having a lot of people come to me lately that are dealing with marketing with some really hectic topics but we're trying to really normalize them and almost bring a bit of like, huh, into it. Because I think that's where people get the the breakthroughs, that real authentic kind of like, you look at the RUAK day and I'm talking about them because I think as a case study yeah. that has blown up and pe- to the point now people are like, oh, are you okay day? That's the only day you care about mental health. It's like, mm. 
well, who cares? At least it's one day. Like, and it's not even about that day now. It's actually, no, they've extended that conversation and it's normalized it. So whether you're against or for Are You Okay Day, which I don't understand why anyone would be against it, but anyway, it is out there now. There's hate for Are You Okay Day, which is unbelievable. But yeah, and I'm sure you'll get the, uh, what's that saying? You know, you've made it when you're copying like shit or whatever it is. (laughs) And I'm sure that will happen for you, which is ridiculous, right? But it's so nice. Like they've really tackled it in a really authentic, genuine way that I think has not only touched men and women. And I think that's the challenge as well, right? Because when you're marketing such a delicate subject, the way that men handle it and women handle it and everyone in between handles it, it's, it's, you're coming at it with your own, I guess, experiences too. So what are the plans for my muses marketing? Like what, how are you, talk me through what you're thinking. So I think one of the main things about the marketing, and I don't know if any of your listeners ever have this as well, but the marketing that works with me is the one that gets my heartstrings. Mm -hmm. It's the one that actually makes you feel like you're in that TV advert, like you're in, you know, whatever spread you're looking at. And so that's important to us because we need to make people understand that this is part of their life, whether they like it or not. And so you've got to it's pulling on those heartstrings. It's making people really feel like they're in that situation, even if they're not. Um, the best way for me to explain where I want my muse to be in its marketing is I'm sure there's plenty of listeners that have uh, watched the Qantas ads. Yes, I was thinking the Qantas <laughs> ad when you said emotion. And so especially, oh gosh, they get me every single time. Oh my God, that back from COVID one. Yeah, oh yeah. my God, I was bawling in the corner because I was like, I'm emotional because I've just dealt with two years of being an introvert and I'm a chronic extrovert and I didn't even realize it. And I still consider myself an ambivert, but that's just absolute lies, <laughs> isn't it? But yeah, they, they absolutely nail that emotions. And whether you love or hate Qantas, that stirs something in people. Yeah. And, you know, it is the being away from your loved ones and your family or yeah. like, you know, I moved over here from the UK almost 14 years ago and the there's an image where there's a person sitting on a London underground going to the Heathrow airport. And I'm like, I can remember doing that. Oh my God, you're going to make me cry. And, <laughs> but, you know, for, for people that are diagnosed with cancer or, you know, suspect to have cancer, it's sitting in that waiting room. It's sitting by that mm-hmm. phone, waiting for that phone call. Yeah. It's waiting for those results. It's waiting for, you know, your one-year anniversary scan. Um it's sitting in that room waiting for that manager to walk in where you have to tell them that you have cancer. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, it, it's the, they're the conversations. They're the things where it's awful. It's things yeah. that, you know, none of us want ourselves or a loved one to go through. Yeah. But we are going to go through it. And so let's actually start to understand how it is. And so the marketing needs to work and play on those real life scenarios. Um, you know, when, when you sit there in a cafe and your friend across the table from you tells you that they've just been diagnosed, how do you feel at that moment in time? Yeah. Helpless most of the time. Oh yeah. And you get that horrid feeling in your throat and you're like, fuck, this is not happening. Yeah. Like turn back like five minutes ago. Like, let's just go back five minutes. Or, you know, you, you also sit there and go, oh, my God, I was just complaining about that I got a parking ticket yesterday. Yeah. You know, you, yeah, you that reflect reality. back on that yeah. thing where you just go, wow, I was just complaining about the stupidest little things and then yeah. this has happened. Um, so it's having that 
yeah, you know, the change of perspective and, um, but marketing (laughs) this kind of conversation is really hard because having this conversation in real life with people is really hard. Um, you know, when we walk into an organization and they, they initially may sit there and just go, Oh, this is, this, it's a big topic. I don't know if our, if I, if our employees are ready for this, like we, you know, oh, like, and they, they tread on eggshells around it. Well, because I think for a lot of people too, like it's incredibly triggering. Yeah. Like I think you and I can have this conversation because we've had it many times. Yeah. But also both of us come at it from like a, both of us, I think, deflect with humor, right? So here we are, (laughs) such good mates because of this, this trauma response that we have. But I think, you know, we've both gone through it on such a personal level. Mm. And I think we've also done the work to make sure that we're not triggered by it because we obviously want to help other, well, you especially want to help other people on their journey with it. So you, you have to be in a place of, I've worked through the horrendous shit. Like you never get over it. Like grief never goes away, but it's that you're in a place of you're healed and you can talk to it because you have a bigger purpose that you want to fulfill. But I think for a lot of people sitting in organizations, the concept of having worked through it would also be very foreign. And they're so welcome to that because it is really hard to work through. Like I know myself, I lived in avoidance of my dad's death for years until I got chronic anxiety. And Mm. the doctor was like, yeah, you're not sick. You're incredibly healthy. By the way, I spent five grand in tests, but um, to tell me I was incredibly healthy. Thank you, doctor. But just to be told I had anxiety because I hadn't dealt with my dad's death. And I think there would be a lot of people in organizations at that point that maybe you're about to face their second encounter with cancer. Like I know for me, facing my ex's dad being diagnosed with cancer, to be honest, was really, really hard. Even though I'd worked through, you know, my own dad's death, but being like, fuck me, I have to go through this again. Like, you know, and and it it obviously was going to be such a different, every single encounter with it is different. So I think, yeah, you're right. A lot of, a lot of businesses would be like, well, this conversation's too hard. We don't know how it's going to impact the people in our organization. And, but unfortunately, And it doesn't make the conversation easier just because we're having it. And this is the thing I've I've been thinking the whole time, like even bringing up any of, you know, Black Dog Institute, Are You Okay Day, any of them that have actually gone, live in, any of them that have gotten really big for really good conversations, doesn't make the conversation easier. It just means we're all having it. Yeah. And we're happy to be authentic and vulnerable in those conversations. Yeah. And they give you resources. They give you little snippets of information that might be of help to you. Uh, like you said, you know, every every story that you hear about cancer is different. Everybody's journey with it is different. Yeah. Um, and it is the understanding and dealing with the situation there and then. Um, you know, it is where so much mental health can stem from mm. is when things are left and put under the carpet, put under the rug, for you to deal with when you have time. You know, that that is the classic phrase that we say so many times about so many aspects of our life. But when do we have time? No, like have I time. literally feel like I never have time. No. Um, <laughs> I have to write on my to-do list, I need to wash my hair. Um, <laughs> I schedule that shit in. <laughs> it's, we just, we don't have time. So dealing with a serious psychological, you know, trauma that is going on in your life, we're definitely not going to have time to deal with that in a couple of months time. Um, so it's having though, having that little 
little pack of information that you can that you can pick apart when you need it and this is where we feel that these conversations that we're having with organizations it's important for us to have them and say you need to start taking ownership for your people mm. um because yes this is their work environment but you know what you ask them to work from home you ask them to work after hours their work is also their personal life now and their personal life is their work life yeah um and the things that they're going to learn in that work environment, for example, with the things that we do, has that ripple effect to then fall into their personal life. So if they do have a parent or a friend that's diagnosed at home, they can still use that information. They can still use the resources that we provide to be able to help them in their personal life. Um, and that ripple effect is something that we're really proud of, that yeah. we've been able to affect so many people with the information that we've been able to deliver. Yeah, I think it's wonderful. I love the work you do, Nikki, and I'm grateful for you coming on today. And I want to say I'm really excited for the day that some other marketing persons on a different podcast talking about my muse, like I've just spoken about Are You Okay and Black Dog and all of them. So I'm really excited for that. I know that it's going to happen. I feel like, you know, you guys are going places. You're doing incredible work. Um, where can people find you? Um, so we're online. We've got a website. Um, next year, we're going to be doing things a little bit different. So we, yeah, I'm pretty excited. I'm very excited, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, the big smile comes out. So I, we're going to have a podcast. Um, oh, I know. Hopefully. We won't be competing in the same space, so it's fine. No, no, no. But oh. it's all going to, it's going to be about people's story with cancer. Yeah. You know, that day that they were diagnosed and where where they were, how it made them feel. Um, you know, they start chemo treatment and what's the the food that they absolutely hate afterwards and yeah. stuff like that. Um, but it's to give people that real life insight and it's going to be with some pretty well-known people out there. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's really exciting with a co-host um, who has personally gone through breast cancer herself. Yeah. Uh, so people are going to be able to see that. Um, I'm sure we'll put a link up on Beck stuff. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I'll yeah. be sharing Personal that. Personal plug. Don't you worry. Um, and we are, you know, social social media. Um, we'll put the links up to all the social media pages. But I'm just trying to get the message out at the moment. And hopefully next year the marketing thing is going to be the big thing for people to really be able to, to push through. Um, but if you work for an organization or um, – you think that your organization should be working with us, then just reach out to me personally. Um, you know, we'll have a link to my email address on there and just reach out to me and we can have a chat about how we can personally help you. Because um, this is a conversation that we want more and more people to be having and more and more people to be hearing about my muse. And, you know, the, the name speaks for itself. Like uh, the reason that I'm here doing what I'm doing is because Mike and my mum were my muse. Um, they both didn't get to continue living their legacy. So I'm doing it for them. Oh, I love that, Nikki. I love the work you do. Thank you so much. And thank you for offering me the chance to spread the message because I am so about that and so about supporting you. So all your details will be in the show notes. Go hit her up. She's incredible. Um, yeah. Thank you for all that you do. Thanks, Beth. Bye. Bye. Hi, Beck here, just dropping in to say that if you are struggling with your marketing planning, I have got the solution just for you. 
I have recently launched my marketing planner to the world and I am offering it to you at a 5% discount for listening to the potty. You can see what's in the planner and how it's going to change your life simply by visiting my website, beckchapel.com.au and heading to the resources section. When you're ready to check out, chuck in potty VIP and you'll get your 5% discount. Thanks for listening and I hope that it changes your life.